Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Monday, the 18th of December. Good to have you aboard. Part of the Believe Podcast Network, presented as always by Anna Jar and Levine. Accident Attorneys 800-747-3. We got a lot to get to. It's Monday. We're going to start the week off right. We're going to recap all the NFL. We'll have our Week 15 NFL rundown. You know how we do. We had a good weekend as far as the Heat, the Dolphins, and Panthers go. Heat and Panthers Saturday got that double dip. Yesterday, the Dolphins took care of that business, and now we head into that stretch. The final three games of the season we've been waiting for. This is it. We found out a little bit about our favorite football team yesterday. We're going to find out everything we need to know over these next three weeks. So, glad to have you here with us as we'll start the week together on the right note, we're all in a good mood, and we're going to get to the serious stuff in a moment. First, though, we got all the major sports in action. You got the college football playoffs. They're getting going real soon. Bet online, your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. That includes news for pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, UFC over the weekend, NHL games. Head to the website today to get into the action and see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So, go over a couple things. My weekend went like this. Had soccer all weekend with my older son, Wetson Select U15 boys. We had the Holiday Cup in Coral Springs. So, spent the whole weekend out there. Had to watch the... Saturday night, had to watch the first half of the Heat game on my phone, got home in time for the fourth quarter of the Heat game. Sunday, had to watch the first half of the Dolphins game on my phone, and then we got, I mean, look, half, I think I got home actually a little before halftime. By the time I got home, I think it was actually only 10 nothing. by the time I got home, maybe 17, got to watch the whole Dolphin game, at least the whole, you know, final two and a half quarters when we got home. And stress-free, back 
Back to one of those Dolphin games where, yeah, we're just going to kick the shit out of bad teams, all right? But I'll tell you why I really like that victory in a moment. Also over the weekend, Saturday afternoon, saw the movie Wonka. Yeah, that's right. And the reason that I'm bringing that up is because, you know we love movies. Here on Zaslow Show 2.0, we went out as a family on Saturday afternoon. Had to kill some time before the soccer matches that day. And so we went and saw Wonka. And it's funny because... Just a couple weeks ago, like when the when I saw the preview for the movie coming out, you know, it's it's like it's like the start. It, it's an origin story for Wonka. Timothy Chalamet plays 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 a, a young Willy Wonka. Anyway, the movie comes out, or I see the trailer. I'm like, I have no interest in this movie. I don't care at all. And then my wife came on Saturday morning. She's like, Let's all go see Wonka. I'm like, All right, we're not doing anything. So, all right, fine. And one minute into the movie. They start singing. I'm like, oh my, oh my God. It's a musical. Oh my God. I gotta be perfectly honest. Wonka, big movie. Really good. I know it's a big surprise to all you guys out there listening. Wonka, really good. You gotta go into it with the attitude. Listen, there's gonna be some silliness here, okay? Really good movie. So, you got kids. I recommend going to see it. It was a lot of fun. Even my almost 15-year-old who definitely does not care about those kind of movies, thought it was excellent. It was. Wonka's excellent. Really good movie. And I like that Timothy Chalamet. I don't know much about him. I know he's in the Dune movies. I've never seen those. But I like that kid. He's a good little actor. So we went and saw that over the weekend. And this coming week, huge movie week. We We don't do big movie, not a big movie every week. We're doing it this week. We got two movies that we got to see. All right. Number one. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom comes out this week. Probably going to see that Saturday afternoon. Looking forward to that. Also, probably going to see it Thursday, the day it comes out. I can't wait. Iron Claw. About the Von Erich wrestling family. I can't wait to see the Iron Claw. So, very big movie week for the Zaslos. Alright, let's get to the serious business here. Also, by the way, today, Raheem Mostert. Another big day on the ground. Uh, at least as far as the touchdowns go. Two more touchdowns, 20 on the season, surpasses the all-time record. Mark Clayton already surpassed Ricky Williams with a rushing record early in the season. 20 touchdowns now for Raheem Mostert. And by the way, he's I, I have him on my fantasy team. Not that anybody cares, because nobody cares about your fantasy team. We used to have a guy like that at 790 Ticket who would tell everybody about their fantasy team. Nobody fucking cares about your fantasy team. But the reason I bring that up is because Every year in fantasy football, there's a player or two who, if this guy is on your team, your team got to the finals of your fantasy football. And that's because it's a guy who you selected either late or you picked up off off undrafted who ended up being a total stud. So you're getting that great value. And Raheem Mostert is that guy this season where if Raheem Mostert and, and, and my team... We, got, we finished the highest points in the league. We had a bye this past week. And the point is, if you have Raheem Mostert on your fantasy team like I do, your team was awesome this year because you got that amazing value. Raheem Mostert is that guy in fantasy football this season. You probably selected him, I don't know, around like round six or round seven, and he's the top performing running back in the NFL. Amazing value. Your team is awesome in fantasy football if you have Raheem Mostert this year. 
So, speaking of Raheem Mostert, Raheem Mostert's agent, local NFL agent, Brett Tesler, he's going to be on Zaslow Show 2.0 today. He'll make his show debut. I've met him a couple times. Nice guy from Miami. Uh, Dolphin fan, a little bit older than me, just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit older than me. So we're in that same age range as far as Marino, that kind of deal. He'll be on the show today. We'll talk about the season Raheem Mostert has. Looking forward to catching up with him. But as far as yesterday goes, so Dolphins beat the Jets 30 to nothing. And a little before, you know, I, I always check it out. 11.30. Got to get on Twitter. Got to see the inactives. Got to see the injury reports. And Tyreek Hill's out. Javon Holland is still out. Which, by the way, Javon Holland being out now, it's going to end up being a blessing. Because he's going to come back fresh. I, I believe this Dolphin team, I think guys have been able to play and have returned later than they could have. Guys like Xavier Howard, guys like Teron Armstead, and maybe even in this case with Javon Holland. Uh, they've done a real good job, I believe, managing injuries, this team. And and they're, they're going through it now, especially with the offensive line. But you see, no Holland, no Xavier Howard, no Tyreek Hill. Robert Hunt is still out. They've already obviously lost Connor Williams. Deshaun Elliott's also out. And it's like, whoa. This, okay, so the offensive line we know is a problem right now. Tyreek Hill is also out. And now, no Javon Holland still. No Deshaun Elliott. No Xavier Howard. Is this going to be a problem? And, and going into the week, I know there were some Dolphin fans who were worried. Yeah, the Jets who played well last week and beat Houston. Zach Wilson, AFC Offensive Player League. For me, it was like, I'm not concerned about that. For a couple of reasons. Number one, Zach Wilson fucking sucks. And he's going to have two good weeks in a row? Nah, not really feeling that. And the Dolphins' defense is awesome. I know they're, look, they're missing the guys in the secondary, but Dolphins' defense is still really good. And on top of it, here's the thing. If you don't trust that the Dolphin offense and... I told you, I felt like the final score, I, I felt like the Dolphins were going to win like 23-13. I didn't think the Dolphins were going to be able to pour on the points on this really, really good Jet defense. We didn't know if Tyreek Hill was going to play, and we know the offensive line is banged up. But even if that's the case, you don't think that the Dolphin offense is going to be able to, like, the Jets still need to outscore the Dolphins offense. So even if the Dolphins were to get some like 20, 23 points like I thought, you think the Jets are scoring that many points? So, it was so silly from the get-go to believe that the Dolphins were going to struggle with this Jets team. And by struggle, like I said, I thought they'd win by 10. So, it, does that count as a struggle? It was silly to think this Dolphins team was not going to beat the Jets. They fucking suck, and we were going to learn. Like, it really was ridiculous to be concerned that with this stupid Jets team. But... I'm going to tell you, so if you were nervous then when the inactives came out, okay, but, I mean, let's get serious here. The Jets had a good performance last week against Houston. Really only good in the second half. It was 0-0 at halftime, wasn't it? This Jets team is awful. And, and it is funny between the two games when we played them last month, where the Dolphins won 34-13. But remember, that was Javon Holland with the, the Hail Mary interception. We were up 10-6 right before that Hail Mary interception. And, and, and I was feeling so lousy about that game. And we end up winning 34-13. This game, they do exactly what they're supposed to. 30 to nothing. 
just curb stomp this Jets team. Here's something that I'm going to say that you may think when it comes out of my mouth is stupid and then I'm using hyperbole. But think about it for a moment. I think this was the best win of the season. I do. I think this was the best win of the season. And here's why. Going into this game, you weren't really sure, right? How this Dolphin team was going to react. You're coming off a terrible loss on Monday night. Are this, is, this team going to, is this team about to fold? I thought this was the best win of the season. Because are they going to fold coming off of Monday night? And it's going to be a December swoon. And then you hit the stretch of three games, which we know is going to be very, very tough. And you're going to have no momentum going into it. And they're, they're shell-shocked from Monday night against Tennessee. Or is this team going to have been stewing the entire week? They're angry at what happened against Tennessee. It doesn't matter that Tyreek Hill's out. It doesn't matter that they have injuries on the offensive line. Tua is going to show you that he's not dependent upon Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddle's going to show you I am a number one wide receiver. And the Dolphin defense is going to do their thing against a terrible Jet offense and a terrible offensive line and then get back some momentum going into the toughest and most important stretch of the season. We knew we were going to find out about our favorite little football team this past weekend against the Jets. And it was going to decide which way we're going the rest of the season, one way or the other. And we found out about our team. Like I said, this is a high-character team. They got a really good roster and high-character players, high-character leaders, high-character head coach, high-character quarterback, high-character skill players. We were going to find out about our favorite little football team, and we found out. And yes, the Jets suck. But the Jets were coming in with a little bit of momentum. Offensive player of the week, Zach Wilson. And the Dolphins are coming off of their worst loss of the season. And there's, is it a look-ahead type of game next week to Dallas? How were the Dolphins going to react? How are they going to respond to what took place on Monday night? Were they going to be shell-shocked? Or were they going to get back to doing their thing? And they had maybe their most complete game of the season. I think this was as good a win the Dolphins have had all year. And yes, part of it is because they haven't beaten that great team. Now, if the Dolphins beat the shit out of Dallas next week, or the Dolphins go to Baltimore in two weeks and win there, that becomes the best win of the season. Like, the Dolphins don't have that signature win yet this year. So when I say I think last yesterday was the best win of the season, that plays a role. You got to put it up against the competition, and there's not great competition. That plays a part. But the Dolphins' response and how bad they needed that game leave no doubt. To me, that was the best win of the season yesterday. And of course, you'll love when it comes against the rival because fuck the Jets and Aaron Rodgers and Robert Sala and Zach Wilson and Garrett Wilson and whoever the fuck else, all right? I hate that stupid team. And the Dolphins curb stomped them yesterday and remind everyone, yeah, you know what? Big time contender in the AFC. So, I loved that game yesterday. I thought that was a big time win, even though it's against a shitburger team. I liked that win yesterday. Alright, so, a couple other things about the game. (laughs) I was going to bring this up last week, but it didn't feel appropriate considering the Dolphins ended up losing the game and losing the game the way they did. I love watching this defense. I... We know the offense is exciting. We know how much fun this offense is. 
I love watching the defense. I love I love the pressure on the quarterback. I love the interceptions. You had two interceptions there yesterday from Brandon Jones. Even Jalen Ramsey had to make a play. They never pick on him. He even had to come in and knock a ball away. I love watching Van Ginkle run out there with the hair. What a great flow. I love what Bradley Chubb did yesterday. Bradley Chubb, best game of the season. He had the, well, did he have three sacks? I think he had three sacks. Two forced fumbles. Fell on one of them. And yes, that's what Bradley Chubb is supposed to do. But I'm not going to sit here and and poo-poo Bradley Chubb's performance. We've been on him for a lot of the season. He was so close all game long on Monday night against Tennessee. Bradley Chubb at his best game of the year. I'm not about to say, ah, but it was against the Jets and their offensive line is terrible. No, Bradley Chubb did exactly what he's supposed to do. And he was a game wrecker yesterday. So I don't want to hear how bad the Jets' offensive line is. This was a big-time performance from Bradley Chubb. I love watching the Dolphins' defense. The Dolphins' defense, look, the offense is is still... The offense is still superior. But I don't know if it's far superior to the defense. The Dolphins' defense is almost as good at what they do as the Dolphins' offense is. I love watching the defense. I love what, and, and you notice now, they're starting to create turnovers. Because the Dolphins have been bad in the giveaway-takeaway scenario this year. Dolphins' defense is starting to get those turnovers. Big game for Tua. Big one for Jalen Waddle as well. Tua, at least temporarily, shuts everyone up about being so dependent on Tyreek Hill. And Jalen Waddle reminds everyone, yeah, I'm, I'm a number one receiver. I, I, I may be number two here because of Tyreek Hill. I'm absolutely number one wide receiver. Go look at my numbers two years ago as a rookie and what I did and the records I set with the Dolphins franchise before Tyreek Hill even got here. Huge game for Tua. Huge game for Jalen Waddle. Huge game for Bradley Chubb. Brandon Jones gets some confidence there with a couple of interceptions. And the Dolphins get some of that swagger back. Which is important for this team. You gotta have the confidence going into next week. And you know what? We're gonna find out a little bit about the Dallas Cowboys. We got our NFL rundown coming up, but we're gonna find out a little bit about the Dallas Cowboys. Are the Cowboys gonna sit around and stew and be angry about getting their shit kicked in in Buffalo and now they're going to Miami? Or are the Cowboys gonna wilt and they're gonna collapse in December with back-to-back losses after having taken over in the NFC East. So, Dolphins get their swagger back and head into the stretch we've all been waiting for. All that talk about the Dolphins not being for real. Dolphins being fugazi. They're phonies. They're frauds. And the Dolphin fans had to eat it. Until now. Now you're going to get your evidence. If the Dolphins can beat the Cowboys next week, and of course at Ravens, Buffalo. But now you have that stretch where you're going to get your evidence. If you've been fighting off those people who've been telling you the Dolphins are frauds, you haven't had evidence to back it up. Now you're going to get your evidence. 10-4, and four, right there behind Baltimore, number one still in play. Although, I'm not trying to talk about number one overall. I'm still focused on the AFC East because Buffalo got their win yesterday. But your evidence to fight off the critics, those who call the Dolphins a fraud... It's coming six days away from the Dolphins being able to take care of that business. So yes, it was a really good day. 
And by the way, if we're talking about taking care of business, I mean, if you haven't been to SheetsGiggles.com yet, it's the holiday season. What are you waiting for? I already have Sheets and Giggles. Sheets and Giggles one of our great sponsors. I got the bed sheets. I got the blankets. I got the pillowcases. I sleep on a eucalyptus pillow. I'm gifting family members Sheets and Giggles. SheetsGiggles.com. I want to make sure my family sleeps as well as I do. If you don't have Sheets and Giggles yet, go to SheetsGiggles.com. Use promo code Zazlo at checkout. You'll get 20% off your first order, and you're never going to have to worry about where you're shopping for your sheets. You and your family are going to become one of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on sheets and giggles and never turning back. And that's because we're talking the softest, coolest, most breathable sheets out there. SheetsGiggles.com. Use promo code Zazlo. 20% off your first order. What better gift for your family and friends during this holiday season? You know what? What better gift for you and your family? Go to SheetsGiggles.com. Use promo code Zazlo. 20% off your first order. Again, one of our great sponsors, SheetsGiggles.com. And if I could also just mention here, you know, and because we're, we're going to talk to Raheem Mostert's agent, Brett Tesler is going to join us in the show coming up. But, man... Anyone here from Dalvin Cook yesterday with the Jets? Like, the Dolphin fan, and look, the Dolphins certainly pursued him. Now, to what extent? Jets only gave him, it was like, I don't know, it was like one year, $8 million. So clearly the Dolphins had a value for Dalvin Cook, and it wasn't that. And Dalvin Cook was begging to come here. But, man, a lot of Dolphin fans wanted Dalvin Cook, and you see what Raheem Mostert's doing? He is perfect for this team. There's no way Dalvin Cook would be doing what Raheem Mostert's doing right now. And even to, you know, even Jonathan Taylor. Like, I'll have to ask Brett Tesler how close either of those deals were happening. And really, what was Raheem Mostert thinking when that was going on? I, I do feel like somebody asked Raheem Mostert at the time in training camp. He's like, I don't pay attention to that stuff. But we'll ask Brett what Raheem was thinking at that time. And you look at what's going on now, and it's like, yeah, it's all, like maybe the Dolphins kind of lucked out there. Because I thought the Dolphins were going to push hard for Jonathan Taylor. I really did. And I don't know how hard they pushed for him. We know that the Colts gave him the contract. And, you know, he had hand surgery now, and he can't stay healthy. But, man... That has really worked. Another really good job. Now, how hard did they go after Cook? How hard did they go after Taylor? I don't really know. But the way that it's worked out, it's another really good job by Chris Greer. So, we'll talk to Brett about that coming up. But, like I said, I can't be focused on the Dolphins' pursuit of number one in the AFC. They're a game back of Baltimore. Baltimore wins yesterday. And, by the way, I was not impressed with Baltimore last night. You know, at one point, it was it was 10-7, like, in the third quarter. And I said to my son, I go, you know, Lamar Jackson is great. He's, and, man, he's really exciting to watch. But as great as Lamar Jackson is, I turn to my son, I go, they have 10 points right now. And Jacksonville was just, like, they were begging Baltimore to take that game. That gaffe from Trevor Lawrence at the end of the first half was horrendous. Doesn't spike the ball with 10 seconds left on the five. Then throws it to the side where the receiver, I think it was Ridley, can't get out of bounds. Horrendous clock management from Trevor Lawrence. You give it away at least three points there. They they missed two other field goals. Granted, they were 50-yarders. But missing those kicks right there, Jacksonville was terrible yesterday. Not as bad as Dallas. They were obviously the worst. But I wasn't very impressed with Baltimore, so... If the Dolphins can win this coming weekend against Dallas, then they go to Baltimore. Like, 
you may be feeling pretty good about the Dolphins' chance at Baltimore based on what happens, but I, I, I'm not focused right now on that because with Buffalo winning yesterday, and we're going to get to our NFL rundown in a moment here, but with Buffalo winning yesterday, Dolphins are two up still with three to play. Like, if Buffalo lost to Dallas, if Dallas could have any kind of professional performance yesterday in Buffalo, the Dolphins would be one game away from clinching the AFC East. Instead, it is looking increasingly likely that Week 18 is going to be for the AFC East. The Bills, in the next two weeks, only have to make up one game for Week 18 to be for the division. In those two weeks, the Dolphins have Dallas at Baltimore. Two 10-win teams. Very tough. Can the Dolphins lose one of those games? Absolutely. You almost expect them to. Not because it's anything wrong with the Dolphins, but because, man, that's really tough. Buffalo the next two weeks. At the Chargers, no Herbert. New England. I mean, the worst. Buffalo's going to win their next two games. If the Dolphins lose one of their next two games, Week 18 is for the division. It is looking more and more like Week 18. Buffalo, Miami is the game to go to. That game is likely going to be for the division. If it's not for the division, meaning, because Buffalo's going to win those two games. If it's not for the division, it's because the Dolphins beat Dallas and won at Baltimore, and you're going to feel really good about the Dolphins' chances for first overall. So, going Week 18 is going to have major, major stakes. Week 18 is either going to be for first place in the AFC East, or first place in the AFC. I really don't feel like there's an in-between. Because Baltimore is a game up on Miami. And if the Dolphins win their next two, the Dolphins are going to be sitting in first in the AFC. Kansas City is still a game back. That There's no in-between. That game is going to be for first in the AFC East or wild card, Or for first overall and a bye. Massive stakes these next couple weeks for your favorite little football team. So we got the Heat back in action tonight. We got the Panthers back in action tonight. Heat at 7.30, Panthers at 9.30. I've actually been digging late night with the Cats because I like the Heat game then bleeding into the Panther game. It's the worst when they play the same night and it's at the same time. But the Heat first and then the Panthers. I've been enjoying this. And tonight, so the Panthers are coming off a 5-1 win against Edmonton, Edmonton who had been red hot. Tonight they're in Calgary. Matthew Kachuk back at his old team. And more importantly for the Heat tonight, they're taking on the Wolves, who are one of the best teams in the league. Anthony Edwards, though, is questionable. Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, both back tonight. That's what we're talking about. And everybody else available except Kyle Lowry. Yep, everyone else but Lowry's available. So, what if we get this starting lineup tonight, which you know is the lineup I want? Hero, Robinson, Butler, Martin, Adebayo. That's, that's the lineup we want, right? So... We'll get to more of that coming up with Big Deal, Not a Big Deal. But Adebayo and Hero back tonight. And the Heat did an excellent job without those guys. 15-11 overall. And now you're starting to get healthy. Uh, Jaime Hawkins Jr. is my dog. Jimmy Butler Saturday night with the buzzer beater. That shit was awesome. So the Heat, a really, really good Minnesota team tonight. This, this is a fun game. This is a fun sports night tonight. And of course, Seattle... Philadelphia, you know about 12th man? That's going to cap off our Week 15 NFL action. So, with that said, a lot of action yesterday. 
Let's get to our Week 15 NFL Rundown. Yes, let's go over everything that took place this weekend. We'll start out with our Saturday games. That's right. You have three Saturday games Week 15. The Bengals. It took overtime against the Minnesota Vikings, 27-24. How about the Bengals? Zach Taylor has done an excellent job with this Bengal team. I know he used to get a lot of criticism. I think he's done an excellent job keeping this team afloat. The Bengals win it in overtime, 27-24. Let's hear from the Bengals head coach, Zach Taylor, in the postgame locker room. What did we say at halftime? Don't care what the score is, just find a way to get the win. And you guys face more adversity than maybe you face all season in one game today. And you guys found a way to come through at the end. And last night, what did we talk about? The reason we do everything is so we're able to finish at this time of year. And there is no better image of that than on third and one and fourth and one. Trevion Williams stepping up with a huge block. Find a way to extend the play. TB stepping up for the huge play. As you guys can tell, there's no way I can sort through game balls. So what does that mean? I'm impressed with the Bengals right now. Eight and six. The Vikings dropped to seven and seven. How about Jake Browning, 29 for 42, 324 yards, two touchdowns and interception. Jamar Chase, four catches for 64 yards. Nick Mullins got the start for Minnesota. 26 for 33, 303 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Cincinnati at 8-6. They jump into the playoff picture now. They have the sixth seed. The Colts, a 30-13 win over the Steelers. Gardner Minshew was 18 for 28, 215 yards, and three touchdowns as the Colts improved to 8-6. and six. Uh, You want to talk about a great job. The Colts, 8-6 and six now. They're still 7th in the AFC. They have the final wildcard spot. The Steelers dropped to 7-7 seven and seven and currently out of the playoff picture. And with three games remaining, it's now starting to look like this could be the year that Mike Tomlin finally finishes under 500. The Detroit Lions crushed the Denver Broncos, 42-17. Jared Goff, 24 for 34, 278 yards, five touchdown passes. Excellent job there by Jared Goff. You had Jameer Gibbs, 11 carries for 100 yards and a touchdown. Two catches for eight yards and a touchdown. Russell Wilson was 18 for 32. 223 yards and a touchdown and also got chewed out on the sideline by Sean Payton who let's be honest here Sean Payton's an asshole like he's done a nice job recovering with this team from the beginning of the season but he's an asshole like there's no reason for him to be yelling at Russell Wilson like that on the sideline the Lions 42 Broncos 17 Lions are 10 and 4 Broncos drop to 7 and 7 the Houston Texans a come from behind victory Keeping their playoff hopes alive, they win it in overtime. John Weeks, the snapper. Cam Johnston, the holder. Fairbairn's kick is good. (laughs) And the Texans win it here in Nashville. Another terrific coaching job. D'Amico Ryans, probably coach of the year. The Texans improved to 8-6. They're on the outside looking in, but they're in it. 19-16 win in overtime over the Titans who dropped to 5-9 and nine on the season. Case Keenum in place of C.J. Stroud, 23 for 36, 
229 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. How about Devin Singletary? 26 carries for 121 yards, four catches for 49 yards. Will Levis was 17 of 26, 199 yards, and an interception. The NFC South leading Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a 34-20 win at Green Bay. Baker Mayfield threw for four touchdowns. You got Rashad White, but Chris Godwin's been fantastic. Third and four, and that pass is caught by Moore. First down and Moore. David Moore exploding to the end zone. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. A 52-yard strike. Baker Mayfield was 22 for 28, 381 yards, and four touchdowns. Chris Godwin, 10 catches for 155 yards. Jordan Love was 29 for 39, 284 yards and two touchdowns. The Bucs win 34-20. They are 7-7. Seven seven. They lead the NFC South, so they are the four seed right now and are in line to host a wildcard playoff game in the NFC. And the Green Bay Packers dropped a 6-8, so they are now on the outside looking in in the NFC. The New Orleans Saints... A 24-6 win over the Giants. Uh, DeVito Mania uh, hits the pause button here as Tommy DeVito was 20 for 34, 177 yards. Derek Carr was 23 for 28, 218 yards and three touchdowns. Alvin Kamara, 16 carries for 66 yards, five catches for 44 yards. The Saints are 7-7, seven seven, so they're in a tie. They don't own the tiebreak right now in that NFC South. The Giants drop to 5-9. A terrible game. The Panthers get their second win of the season. 9-7 over the Falcons. Make me watch that. Panthers now 2-12. Falcons 6-8. Bryce Young, 18 for 24, 167 yards. Desmond Ritter was 12 for 20, 152 yards. A touchdown and an interception. The Cleveland Browns, a 20-17 come-from-behind win over the Chicago Bears. How about Joe Flacco? 28 for 44, 374 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Here he is on what this Browns team had to overcome post-game. Yeah, I, I think the guys that came in there did a great job in stepping up and listen. Uh, our center had to go out for a play. And, um, you know, it's, it's next man up. And, and the fact that it's not an easy thing. Listen, I've done that for a couple of years. You're on the sideline and you have to you have to be constantly ready to go out there and take the field if something's going to happen. It's and it's not easy. It is not an easy job. So the fact that those guys have come in and in mid game and just filled in and done the job that they've done, it, it, it's really impressive. And I think I don't really think you can understand how impressive it is until you probably had to experience that to some extent. It's not a very easy job, um, and you know it says a lot about who they are. Just a professional quarterback back there, man. He's a statue, but a professional quarterback. Amari Cooper, four catches, 109 yards and a touchdown. David Njoku, 10 catches, 104 yards and a touchdown. Justin Fields, not good. 19 for 40, 166 yards, a touchdown and two interceptions. Browns are 9-5. and five. They are fifth right now in the AFC. The Bears, they drop to 5-9. and nine. The Kansas City Chiefs get back in the win column. 27-17 over the New England Patriots. Here's Patrick Mahomes finding Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. One of the stars on defense for him. Second and goal. Mahomes, first read taken away. Back of the end zone. Edwards-Hilaire! Touchdown, Kansas City! 
seven, climbs the ladder for his first receiving touchdown of the year. Mahomes threw that thing up like it was for Kelsey. Instead, it's his running back. Mahomes was 27 for 37, 305 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Rasheed Rice, nine catches for 91 yards and a touchdown. Bailey Zappi, he sucks. 23 for 31, 180 yards, a touchdown and an interception. The Chiefs are third in the AFC at nine and five. The Patriots dropped to three and 11. I told you they were going to be horrible. The 49ers uh, looking like the best team in the NFL. 49ers beat the Cardinals 45 to 29 and another huge game. For Christian McCaffrey. Bit more. It's not that he thinks that guys have gotten better. He just thinks there have been better opportunities led by Purdy. Curls out of trouble. Downfield. Wide open. McCaffrey gets up to run with it for the touchdown. Yeah, you had Brock Purdy 16 for 25, 242 yards and four touchdowns. That was one of them. McCaffrey had 18 carries for 115 yards and a touchdown, five catches for 72 yards and two touchdowns. The Niners 45, Cardinals 29. Niners 11 and three, number one in, <coughs> excuse me, number one in the NFC. And the Cardinals they they dropped to three and 11. The Rams a 28-20 win over the Commanders. They're now seven and seven. They've jumped into the playoff picture. They're seventh. In the NFC, the Commanders dropped a 4-10. We know Ron Rivera's days are numbered there in D.C. Matthew Stafford, 25 for 33, 258 yards and two touchdowns. Cooper Cup, eight catches, 111 yards and a touchdown. The Buffalo Bills, a game we were all looked forward to, it was awful. The Bills crushed the Cowboys, total no-show, 31-10. Josh Allen, 7 for 15, 94 yards. Can you imagine if that's all Tua did? He had eight carries for 24 yards and a touchdown on the ground. James Cook, 25 carries, 179 yards and a touchdown. Two catches for 42 yards and a touchdown. Dak Prescott, 21 for 34, a measly 134 yards and an interception. The Bills are 8-6, still on the outside of the playoff picture. The Cowboys at 10-4 are fifth in the NFC. And they're, they're rooting for Seattle tonight. If Seattle can beat Philadelphia tonight, I believe Dallas will then jump back to number two in the NFC playoff picture. And finally, the Baltimore Ravens, a 23-7 win over the Jaguars as their defense made the big plays in the fourth quarter. Played the season. Trying to make it last. Lawrence in trouble. Got away from a sack. Will not get away from Matabike. The ball comes out. And Baltimore falls on it. He tried to throw it, but that time it got knocked out on the way up, I felt like. Patrick Queen comes away with it, Justin Matabike. Lamar Jackson's a lot of fun, but man, I wasn't impressed with the Ravens' offense last night. Jackson was 14 for 24, 171 yards, a touchdown interception. He had 12 carries for 97 yards. Trevor Lawrence, 25 for 43, 264 yards and a touchdown. Huge gaffe at the end of the first half, costing Jacksonville points. He also had 41 yards rushing. Ravens 23, Jaguars 7. Baltimore number one in the AFC at 11-3. The Jaguars dropped to 8-6. They still lead the AFC South, so they are fourth in the AFC playoff picture. Tonight, Philadelphia at Seattle wraps up Week 15. And that right there is our Week 15 NFL Rundown. 
All guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 brought to us by the official beer of the program, Johnny Cuba. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. Refreshing German lager in a can. And, of course, you got to remember, always drink responsibly. And don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. We'll be enjoying a Johnny Cuba myself in the Zaslow Mansion family room tonight as we got Monday Night Football to finish out the week of football. But yesterday, the Dolphins, 30 to nothing, and another starring role, starring performance from Dolphin running back Raheem Mostert, another pair of touchdowns. He has more touchdowns this year than like six teams in the NFL combined. And joining us here is his longtime agent, Brett Tesler. Brett, good to have you on the program. I appreciate it. And, I mean, just talk about the, the, the pride that you must have you know, the relationship you have with Raheem, where you were even just, uh, you know, a few years ago. I think there's a lot of people who don't know. Raheem Mostert's first team was the Dolphins. He was cut back in his rookie year and how all of this has come full circle. It is, it is an amazing story, Zaz, and uh, it's been great to be a part of this entire ride with him. And obviously, you know, over the last few years, he's really made a name for himself, establishing himself as one of the top backs in the league. But, you know, those first three years, uh, success didn't come quick or easy. This is a guy who had zero chance of being drafted, you know, was not invited to the combine, not invited to any all-star game. Um, I think he had about 700 rushing yards his entire four-year college career combined. And... um, Going through the process, a lot of teams were even telling me, maybe you should think about switching that guy to corner. But, you know, I believed in him. He's always believed in himself. Uh, he's got great people in his corner. And uh, he's just living proof. He and I together are living proof that, you know, if you work hard, if you believe in yourself, if you have the talent, and if you're willing to persevere, in the end, anything's possible. So it's not just that Raheem has gotten to the place where he is right now after everyone doubted him. It didn't look like there was a place in the league for him, but he's now doing this at an age where it seems teams don't want to employ running backs anymore. Yeah. Running backs are like cars as it's not about the year. It's about the mileage. And so this guy still to this day, nine years in, has less combined career carries than some running backs that are in their third year. I mean, you look at him break Ricky Williams' touchdown record this year. What does Raheem have, like 180 carries or something? I think Ricky had like close to 400. Yeah. So, you know, because of the scheme that he's in, it's not like it's just run up the middle, run up the middle, run up the middle, you know, like keep running into a wall. Um, you know, a lot of this guy's runs are in open space and – you know, he's he's been very smart at avoiding unnecessary contact. And so, you know, this is why you're seeing him do what he's doing. He's in a great scheme and there's nobody better to run that scheme than him. You saw it in San Francisco and now we're seeing it here. How did Raheem handle the beginning of the season? Uh, look, there was certainly a pursuit. They didn't go after him too hard because they didn't get him. But I mean, Dalvin Cook and, and we saw his usage, you know, yesterday with the Jets and and maybe even to a lesser extent, all the Jonathan Taylor stuff with Indianapolis. Uh, it looks pretty silly at this point that, 
you know, uh, even Dolphin fans w- were hoping that they were going to sign one of those guys. How did Raheem handle all of that? Raheem handled that the way he handles everything. He doesn't get caught up in things he can't control. Uh, again, he's got supreme confidence in himself. And let's face it, he's better than both of those guys, maybe put together. And so, you know, you just look at the stats. The stats don't lie. Uh, As his agent, I would mention to him if there was something that, you know, someone from the local media called and shared with me and, uh, you know, told him a few times. And then it got to a point where Raheem's like, hey, man, you know, I appreciate it, but I don't give a shit. He's like, you know, don't, uh, you know, he's basically told me. I don't want to hear about it. And so that was that. I respected that. And um, obviously time has proven that, uh, you know, the Dolphins were correct in their final result of not getting those guys and what they would have had to pay them. Um, And again, they're better off with the guy they have. So it's worked out well for everybody. And, um, you know, just incredibly proud of that guy. How does that situation happen at the beginning of the year? Do the Dolphins communicate with you, their line of thinking in that spot? I spoke to Greer. I mean, look, you know, I've I've repped over 600. I've done over 600 contracts throughout the whole league. So I have pretty good relationships with all the teams, Dolphins included. And so, you know, when there was a lot of talk about the Dalvin thing, I was in contact with them and they told me very early on, don't worry about it. It's not happening. So that one, I don't think was ever as realistic as some fans may have uh, been led to believe or may have read about or heard talk about uh, the Jonathan Taylor one. I'm not really sure where that thing went. But again, um, I think if you would ask the Dolphins, they would be telling you in the event that they were pursuing one or both of those guys that they're happy that in the end it didn't work out. Because, again, yeah. Raheem's always been the best guy for this team and uh, he goes out there and proves it. and. You know, I'm a big believer, Zaz, and a lot of guys that I've represented through the years. Yeah, it's great when you get a guy who is a, a higher pick and a guy who goes to the senior bowl, a guy that you know is going to get drafted and you know they're going to make it. It's great to have those guys, but nothing gives me more personal satisfaction than being able to represent guys like Raheem Moster, like Mike Remmers, you know, who was an 11-year starting lineman that I had. Some of these other guys who weren't drafted and weren't expected to do a lot, and I'm a firm believer that had Tom Brady been a top pick, he never would have become the player that we know him as. It was always that late round pick mentality he had. For guys like Raheem, it's always that undrafted slight. It's that chip they carry on their shoulder through their entire career. So is it a coincidence that the GOAT of football was barely drafted at all? That the greatest basketball player ever didn't make his varsity high school team? that Wayne Gretzky scored one goal his first year of hockey, so on and so forth. So I think there's a reason why you see some of the greatest of all time in these sports be guys who were disrespected early in their career and really had to work their way up from nothing. How is Raheem feeling right about now this time of season? You know, it's 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 two straight years where he's, he's essential. I mean, I know he split last year with Wilson, but two straight years, he's getting a ton of usage. Like you mentioned, you know, it's not like uh, Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans, all right? But they, they certainly use him a lot. How's he feeling right about now? Feels great. You know, this guy's bigger, stronger, and as fast as he's ever been in his career. And like we talked about, Zaz, still low mileage. And so, you know, with a running back, it's a lot of it's about vision. It's about intelligence. And as time goes on, 
those things just improve with these guys. It's just that unfortunately for a lot of the other backs who get used up early in their career, by the time they really learn the game, the wheels are gone. In the case of Raheem, he's got it all right now, and there is absolutely no reason to expect uh, this to stop anytime soon. Give me some thoughts here, Brett, on on Mike McDaniel as a head coach. I mean, a different kind of coach. I guess it's, you know, that new age kind of coach. But even even saying that, he's still pretty different from those guys like Shanahan and McVay, you know, any of the young guys. He he he's he's on a different level, it seems. Uh, does Rakeem talk much about playing under a guy like Mike McDaniel? Well, those guys obviously have had a great relationship dating back to San Francisco, which is a big part of why we ended up here last year. Uh, you know, there were other teams that wanted him. San Francisco made us an offer to come back there. But when McDaniel came down here, uh, it was just too good of an opportunity for us to pass up. Raheem was coming off an injury that year. So we felt like this was the best scenario for him to prove that he's healthy and back to 100 percent. And he did that. And, uh, you know, in the case of McDaniel, just a very unique coach, very unique person, um, obviously mentally. Other teams I talked to who were interested in him over the last couple of years have described him as a savant. Um, there's no doubt. I mean, from a football mind, strategic X and O standpoint, this guy's playing chess. And from a personal standpoint, from my conversations with him, certainly one of the most unique coaches I've ever talked to. Uh, there's just a real quality, just a, almost like a vulnerability to him where, you know, his past is, is well known things he's had to overcome and people respect that. And I think he's a pretty straight up guy and I think he brings a real positive energy. And so these are things as a player that you respect. And this is a man that you really want to go hard for. How about yesterday's dolphins win? I mean, granted, I, I, you know, it's, it's the jets. I get it. I believe it or not. It may sound a little bit silly, Brett, I, I think it may have been the best win of the season for the Dolphins. And the reason I say that is because I felt like you were going to find out a little bit about this team coming off of the loss against Tennessee. It could really go one of two ways, the game against the Jets. And yes, the Jets were coming off a good win. Zach Wilson was AFC Player of the Week. But I, I really felt like we were going to find out a little bit about the Dolphins this game against the Jets. And I mean, they just beat the shit out of them. I thought it was a great win. Yeah, I mean, this offense is poetic. It's 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 a work of art when it's clicking. And this offense, maybe more so than any other in the league, is just so dependent on timing and accuracy. And when things are clicking and when two is in a rhythm and when he's getting time to do his thing, it's almost unstoppable. Uh, but one thing we've seen in a few games this year, there have been times where teams have been able to kind of knock them off their rhythm. And obviously this offensive line has been shuffled um, substantially throughout the year. Uh, and that's just part of the part of the game. That's the way it goes. So as, as coaches, as players, you have to figure out a way to, uh, you know, make it work. And for the most part, the Dolphins have done that. Um, and yeah, the last game against the, the Titans, it's kind of a fluke the way that thing worked out. It was sort of a perfect storm at the end there. Definitely uh, a taste you want to get out of your mouth as soon as possible. And uh, the Dolphins did a great job coming out there yesterday and doing just that. And um, if this is the Dolphin team that we're going to see going down the stretch and into the postseason, 
I'd say the sky continues to be the limit. And it's really not about who is playing their best football on December, you know, whatever that date was of the Titans game or in October. It's really about who's playing their best football coming out of the regular season into the postseason. And so if 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 what happened yesterday is sort of a building block to get them back on track and restore the confidence, uh, again, if if that's the Dolphin team we're going to see offensively and defensively, uh, I'd put them up against any team in the league. So I'll let you go with this, Brett. You know, re- this season, Raheem surpassed the all-time rushing record uh, touchdowns to the Dolphins. Ricky Williams, you know, we're talking, uh, I think it was 20 years ago. Crazy. And and recently surpassed, you know, Mark Clayton's record as well. And it's funny because I, I know you're, you're a Miami guy. You're a Dolphin fan growing up. I certainly am. And it's so weird to think about these guys and the records that they're passing. It's like, does Raheem know who Mark Clayton is? It was so long ago, you know? Raheem knows. Raheem's one of these uh, players of this generation that's very up on their history. He knows all about the Dolphins, greats, about the uh, great running backs in the history of the league. And honestly, Zaz, it's 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 surreal because, like you said, I mean, you know, in 1984, when Mark Clayton set that record, I was there. I was there with my parents, you know, and 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 it's just it's, it's, it's emotional when I think back to those days, you know, an 11 year old me at those Mm -hmm. games. And then here I am at the Monday night game with my 14 year old son. And we're watching our client tie those records that night. It's just proof, you know, that dreams come true, you know, the same way that I'm sure, you know, when you were a young sports fan, you dreamed of being able to do what you've done. Uh, This was my dream to do what I do. And never in a million years when I was a kid would I imagine that one day, you know, I would actually be able to do this and that my player would be out there breaking a record of one of my heroes like Mark Clayton. So truly, uh, it's 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 just a very humbling, very special moment. It's really cool. Uh, and congrats. I mean, your client, Raheem Mostert, has been fantastic. Everybody down here loves him. I mean, we're we're, we're really lucky to have him in the way that everything's turned out. And look, you know as well. Uh, yesterday goes goes a long way toward it, but these next three games, right, it's going to determine how special this season can potentially be for the Dolphins. Yep. And by the way, Zaz, I'm surprised you didn't make note of the music room here. Oh, yes. Well, of course, you know, if you're watching on YouTube.com slash Show, you can see that Brett's got, I mean, a tremendous guitar collection behind him. I mean, what? so so how do you just, I mean, I'm looking, there's got to be two dozen guitars there. How do you how do you decide which one you're going to pick up and mess around with? The funny thing is there's actually 55 guitars in the collection. You can't see what's going on on these walls. But uh, uh, the funny thing is I probably play like three of them. You <laughs> right. know, the rest of them, the rest of them don't get touched. But yeah, I was thinking, should I do this today in my office with all the jerseys, frame jerseys in the background? But that would be too cliche. And I know you're a big music guy like I am. So figured we'd change it up a little bit. Who uh who who is your most recent show that you've been to? Oh, most recent show, um, Pantera. Really? Wow. Saw Pantera up in Milwaukee. I'm good friends with uh, Phil and Salmo, who's their singer, and uh, so it was really great. They set us up with great seats there, and then after the show, we hung out backstage for a few hours, just us and him catching up. So that was really cool. Are they your favorite? No, um, I like I'm I'm a rocker like you. We like a lot of the same stuff. Um, I like everything from classic rock. I like some metal. 
I pretty much like anything. I like classic music. I like I like any music, but uh, but you know, music is actually you know as much as sports is my business, and I love that. Music is really my passion. Yeah, it sounds like we're on the same page, man. So that's uh, yeah, excellent collection back there. If you're listening on the podcast right now, you go to the youtube.com slash ad Zaslow show and you can see a really impressive uh collection of guitars in the background there of Brett's uh music room. Excellent job, Brett. I appreciate you hanging out with us again. And uh, we'll, we'll do it again soon. My pleasure, Zaz. Glad, glad, glad to be here with you. Take care. Excellent job by Brett Tesla. We should get him on more often. I, I like having the agents on, you know, every now and then we get uh, David Cantor, Xavier Howard's agent on. I like talking to the agents, getting a little bit of that behind the scenes action from them. So excellent job by Brett there. You know what else? An excellent job. If you guys are thinking about getting a new car, maybe you're not sure about getting a new car. I send you to the only car dealership I personally endorse. You know I'm talking about North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, they promise to provide customers with an exceptional experience at their brand new state-of-the-art facility on North Andrews Avenue. It's that beautiful building. You can see it from I-95 at the Cypress Creek Road exit. You're talking an indoor, relaxing car shopping experience or maybe just looking to have your current vehicle serviced. And you know what? You're going to be treated like royalty either way at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Because at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, they service all makes and models. You don't have to be riding a Subaru right now to get that professional service. And with prices less than many of the small shops, you're going to service with confidence at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. We're talking an extensive new and pre-owned Subaru inventory, plus used cars, trucks, SUVs of every make and model. You're sure to find your next vehicle at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. And right now, at North Fort Lauderdale, Subaru's a big event going on. The 2023 Subaru Share the Love event, where a portion of all new sales goes to help local organizations in our community, plus tons of great offers right now, like a 2024 Subaru Outback Premium. You can lease for just 20, for just 321 a month for 36 months with $59.95 due at signing with approved credit, or a new 24 Crosstrek for just $219 a month for 36 months with $54.95 due at signing. Go to nflsubaru.com. That's nflsubaru.com for full details. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know with an experience you'll love. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So you guys know this. I mean, what a great weekend for your favorite little basketball team as the Miami Heat Fun game against the Bulls. The game was tied at 116. The Heat would get a stop, and they would have a chance to win it. Rebound to Butler with 13 seconds left. The Heat can take the last shot and win it. Two seconds left. Butler step back for the win. Yes! Jimmy Butler delivers the victory. 116. That's a big deal. Everybody knows that. Jimmy had 28 points. He led everyone. He was 9 of 18 from the floor. The Heat improved to 15 and 11. And now you get the Cavalry returning tonight. Tyler Hero, more importantly, Bam out of bio. Big deal or not a big deal? Jaime Jaquez Jr. continues to roll. The Heat really caught a break there because nobody picked him up in transition. Jaquez Jr. Yes! Fly, Captain Fly! Great anticipation. Another big performance off the bench. Jaime Jaquez Jr. plays 35 minutes Saturday night. 
18 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, 8 of 14 from the floor. He's become my favorite player on the team. I love watching him. It. It's so exciting what they have found in this kid. Of course that's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So, how about the Florida Panthers on Saturday night? A little late night with the Cats. They lost two in a row. You want to get back in the win column now. And how about as the Panthers are up 1-0 in the first period at Edmonton, Brandon Montour finally gets his first goal of the season. Bennett brings it back. For Hagee, one more time as Montour in the slot. He scores! First of the year! Brandon Montour jumping up for Hagee. Set him up, and it's 2-zip. Again, Matthew Kachuk has got his name all over this goal. Now we're still waiting on Ekblad to get his first goal of the season, but if Montour and Ekblad can start providing that offense that they got last year for a Panther team that needs offense right now, that's a big deal. And finally, big deal or not a big deal, hey, John Morant, 25-game suspension, it's up. John Morant is returning this week, and so he was finally available to the media over the weekend. I think it was on Saturday. So he was available to the media there in Memphis. And listen to this question from this reporter. They're letting anyone, they're giving anyone a credential these days. Listen to this embarrassment from this reporter. John, have you paid attention to any of like, the polls and stories that just media talk about? Guys who they said have passed you since you've been going away. Guys who got better than you. I personally got a little ticked off about it because I know you steal him. But what are your personal thoughts on like the perception you've had where they say, well, this guy's better than John now or this guy's better than John? Who, who they said? Man, John? Halliburton, bro. Uh, who the, uh, what's the dude who played for the New York Knicks, man? Uh, Brunson, all these dudes, they say they're better than 12. So. Uh, hats off to them, you know, yep. for, you know, leading their teams and, you know, playing great. You know, obviously, you know, the league has, you know, a lot of talented players. Um, I have no say on, you know, who's better than me and who's not. Um, obviously, that's everybody else's opinion, so, um, yeah. There's so much embarrassment in that clip, but can you imagine, can you imagine being a grown man, a grown man reporter, and telling a player to his face that he's him, uh, that's, um, that is so embarrassing. That's, it's not a big deal because, uh, you know, this reporter shouldn't even be in the room. So I'm going not a big deal, an embarrassment. And that right there is another edition of Big Deal, Not a Big Deal. Yes. All right. Hey, tomorrow night, I'm back with Amber Wilson hosting on ESPN Radio, Amber and Ian. So I'm looking forward to that. Tonight, though, we got the Heat, we got the Panthers, we got Monday Night Football, we got Monday Night Raw, CM Punk. We got so much going. Oh, my God. It's the holiday season. We got Christmas coming up this weekend. I mean, this is what we're talking about. Today's show brought to you in part by Bet Online. I'm so glad you guys hung out with us to start the week today. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that fun stuff. Also, last night... Had another edition, a live stream of It's Still Real to Me, my wrestling podcast. So if you haven't listened to this week's episode yet, please go back and listen to that. That would be awesome. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. 
Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. 